Pastor Zach and myself are going to be uh, tag teaming on this message. I, I'm not sure whether you realize how we are living in such a, uh, that currently the environment in this world is a very dangerous environment. How, how many of you are aware of that, that there are so many things happening globally and locally and nationally? Uh, I want to open in prayer, and I, I want to pray for Afghanistan. Uh, one of the regional assistant leaders for Global Hope uh, is part of our church, Gary Thomas, and he has been in contact with people in Afghanistan, 20 individuals that are trying to get out. They're five miles away from the airport, and the Taliban have the, uh, the airport guarded and not letting anybody in except those with official papers. And these folks have been, and anyone who has supported the United States in their uh, efforts in uh, democracy in Afghanistan are being filtered out, taken away, and many of them killed. So I just want us to pray together. He has been working really hard day and night, working with the State Department and with the embassy over there, getting papers into their hands. So it's, uh, these are Christian Afghans that are trying to get released right now. So, and there's thousands of them because of what is going on. Um, let's pray together. Father, we just believe you that you are going to be at work in what is going on in Afghanistan. And these uh, Christian uh, leaders that are there that are trying to get, get out of the country safely, we pray that you would be with them and with the efforts of being able to evacuate all of our uh, American citizens and, and workers. So we trust you that in the midst of the dangerous environment that is in that country and the dangerous environment we live in, we just pray that you would be with us and help us and be with your people across the world and here in America and here in Hawaii. We pray in Jesus' wonderful name, bless your word to our hearts and this series that we're engaged in, in Jesus' wonderful name, we pray together. And everybody said, amen. <clears throat> we're, uh, we might look at dangers going on in other nations without looking at the dangers that are taking place here. And I think one of the, the things that we need to be uh, aware of, and I think that this COVID uh, pandemic emphasis that I, uh, we are facing is going to get closer and closer to home in all of our lives. And um, <clears throat> right now, we are facing one of our pastors on the island uh, going through it, and another really close friend in Oahu that is possibly at the point of death. And I just want us to just be aware that this is going on. And, and the answer to every single thing that we are facing, and I believe this is a lesson, a major lesson God wants to teach all of us, that uh, we need to emphasize. Years ago, I, I didn't think that it was important to, to consider money as a, as a major thing as a Christian. And I, when I was in my 40s, God just taught me, you've got to understand money. And so I started understanding that. I believe that one of the biggest things that we need to understand in this whole pandemic issue is what is important to build our immune system and our health. And I think I was talking to a doctor or heard from a doctor the other day that we're close with, and she said that those that she's dealing with have all kinds of 
illness problems that they're not, they're not uh, addressing. And I think every time we face things in our lives that there's an answer to every issue that we face physically. There's, there's a God-given wisdom that God can give us. So I, 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 re, I believe that the answer is in Jesus. Jesus will help us with understanding that. And I've been making my way through my life understanding all kinds of different things in regards to just how to live this life and live it well so that we can fulfill what God's want, God wants out of our lives, and He, through His wisdom, uh, can teach us. And I think that um, this first episode of The Chosen uh, that we're looking at this morning on uh, Mary's life will be able to be a really great help uh, to us. I think many of us have a skewed perspective of God. We don't understand God fully. And there's lots of things that happen in our lives that just bring some confusion. Uh, my, I grew up in a home where my dad didn't have English as his major language. Uh, and so my, lang my first language was Japanese. I, I remember walking into school when I was uh, five or six years old, and I couldn't understand a single word other people were saying uh, because I spoke Japanese from home, you know, in an in a English culture. And it took me about a month or two months before I finally forgot all my Japanese and started learning English. <clears throat> but I grew up in a, a family where we weren't very close. We, we spend time around the table talking to each other uh, currently. Uh, we ask questions, we find out what's going on, we communicate. That never happened in our home, in our family. And so I had all kinds of negative attitudes towards my dad. But he was such a successful person. He was a very disciplined person. He ran a successful restaurant business, got the profits, invested in real estate. Uh, he has helped me to be able to bless my life after he's gone so that I have as much coming in to my retirement from what he worked for as what I worked for. You know, it's, it, it's an amazing thing. I didn't understand his heart. I could not understand his life. But it was really interesting. Pastor John, while he was in college, would come back and say, your dad is such a great dad. I said, really? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just, and he would tell me all these things about my father. And I said, we're, we're not talking about the same person. You know, you can grow up in the same family with the same mom and dad, and every single one of the kids will have a different perspective of their mom and dad. Because we have a different experience that we go through in our lives. That's often the case with uh, how we see God. That how you see God and I see God is so, so different. And we need to learn from each other to have a well-rounded experience of who God is. We grow up, every single one of us grow up pretty innocent in our lives. But as we progress through life, we somehow lose our way. I believe that innate in every single person is consciousness of God. At five years old, I could look at the stars and I said, there's a God somewhere, how can I know him? And it took me 10 years before I, I found out who he was. God created Adam and Eve in the garden, a perfect garden, a perfect environment, but they still sinned. How, how could that happen? Uh, I believe that innate in every single person, all of us is included, that we have these barriers up in our lives. We have this sense of mistrust. And that's 
that was Adam and Eve's problem. They heard what God said, but they weren't sure that what he said was correct. Uh, they coveted. They, they wanted more. than They had everything available for them in the garden, but they wanted what they couldn't have. Interesting, huh? And I think that's true for all of us. We want something. The grass is greener on the other side. We want what's on the other side. And then they disobeyed because of their distrust, because of their covetousness. When they sinned, something happened. Fear came into their hearts for the first time. They never understood fear. And as soon as sin came into their hearts, fear, I, I can remember growing up just having fear in my life. I'd go to sleep and I'd be afraid. I'd go to the bakery at night and just run to the bakery and back because I was afraid of the dark. You know, there's, there's just fear. And I think fear is just part of what is passed down through the generations of humankind. As soon as Adam and Eve sinned, they were so afraid, they were hiding behind uh, fig bushes, thinking that they could uh, hide from God, clothe themselves with fig leaves, thinking that they could hide themselves, and they couldn't. Fear causes us to hide. And yet we, not, we are not born that way. Psalms 139 uh, we are born as babies, very, very uniquely born, created by God. And yet, through the course of our lives, because of things we encounter, and I, I believe that I, I went to a conference one day that was just an amazing thing. 10,000 people in Long Beach um, Coliseum were sitting together. I looked around at 10,000 people, and one person spoke for 36 hours, capturing everybody's attention. No music, no fanfare, nothing spectacular, no floodlights, nothing, nothing that was outstanding except what he had to say. And every single minute was something so captivating, I, I, he, he caught my attention. One of the things that uh, shocked me was what he said about atheists. He said, whenever people come up to me and they say they're atheists, I, I tell them, you know what? When you are an atheist, you tell me more about yourself than you realize. And he's, he says, every time a person says that they're an atheist, he asks them one question, and it's always affirmative. He says, were you born in a Christian home? And every atheist will say yes. And what happened through your life, and what happens through a person's life who's an atheist, is that they have to reject everything that they were they were raised with in order to live the life that they wanted to live. And so they start going astray, and as they go astray, they have to reject everything else that uh, was the foundation of their lives. And as a result of that, fear comes into their hearts. And that happens with all of us. <clears throat> we're going to take a look at Mary. As a child, she battled fear. And she was blessed with a dad that helped her memorize uh, the, the scripture. Fear not, for I've redeemed you. I've called you by name. You are mine. And this is a theme of this entire episode. Fear not, because fear captures all of our hearts, captures all of our lives. For I have redeemed you. God is the one who has who has uh, paid for us 
given value to us. I've called you. So I know you, and I know exactly everything about you, and you belong to me. She grew up with that, but she strayed away, and we'll see that next clip after that. And the whole story is how she, through Jesus, Jesus is the one that can change us completely. So let's take a look at this clip. the words. Adonai's words. From the prophet. Isaiah. The prophet Isaiah write. Thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not. Come now. I want to hear you sing. I want to hear your pretty voice. Come. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. You are mine. That's right. How many of you have watched episode one? Have you? About a 50% of you. <laughs> you need to watch that. Um, what you're going to see is really interesting because um, of what is going to happen to Mary. She's going to change her name to Lilith. And nobody knows her as Mary until the final, uh, final clip that we're going to take a look at. What happens in all of our lives as we grow up is we start recognizing that there are forces around us, inside of us, that oppose God. And we are distrusting, we disobey, we rather have our own way rather than, than God's way in our lives. And we find that sins are greater in our lives than the power we have to handle them, and we try to insist, I can take care of this. I don't need God's help. I'm, I'm perfectly strong enough, wise enough, able enough, gifted enough to handle the situations that I face, not realizing. I, I remember once I, um, I learned a, a really important lesson on health, and I would uh, be traveling all the time, uh, to Asia, to South America, to the mainland, and I'd get sick. And I found a secret of how not to get sick. And for 10 years, I wouldn't get the flu, I wouldn't get sick. And I, I remember uh, telling a class that I was teaching how I was so proud of the fact that I didn't get sick for 10 years. And the very next week, I got sick. And I realized <laughs> I credited myself for being so healthy that God had to just speak to me and said, 
realize that the health you have is because I taught you something. And I'm the one that is your health. And I have to repent. I said, sorry, Lord. Help me realize that you're my strength. You're my health. I can't do this by myself. I, have, I, I need your help. And our sins are greater than our power. We think we can do it by ourselves, but we can't. Isaiah came to realize who God was. And in Isaiah chapter 6, verse uh, 1 to verse 8, uh, King Uzziah dies. He sees the Lord sitting upon the throne. It's interesting that when people die, that there's a soberness that happens in those who know them. King Uzziah dies, and all of a sudden, Isaiah gets a revelation of God. And I think we need to have that happen in all of our lives, realizing life is short, life is brief, eternity is long, and we're gonna, one day we're going to face God. <clears throat> and above it stood the seraphim, and one cried unto another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And he sees God in all his beauty and all his glory. And it, then he sees himself. And he says, woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. My eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. And then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hands that was taken from the uh, brazen altar where the animals were sacrificed. And so there was blood on that coal. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, thine iniquity is taken away. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for me? And he says, Here I am. Uh, send me. We can only see our sins in the background of God's holiness. Uh, <clears throat> I love my Prius. I bought it about five years ago. And I get about 50 miles per gallon out of it. I, I know that the Teslas do a little better and I was thinking of buying one, and maybe in the future I will. <clears throat> but uh, I, I like, I look at my car and I say, you know, it's, it's clean. It, it doesn't need a wash. And I hadn't, I hadn't washed my car for about three weeks or four weeks, and so I, I thought, I, it's time for me to do something about it. So I went out and I looked at it and I said, I really don't think it needs a wash. And I began shooting it with water, and I was shocked at the thin layer of dirt that had accumulated all over the car and it was just kind of dripping down the side of the car and I said it was dirty and I didn't even know that it was dirty you know our lives are like that we don't realize that there's so many things in our lives that displease God until the Lord starts talking to us about it in our lives and God wants to show us what is going on. And, and often, it's through the circumstances of life, the problems that we face, the challenges, maybe the violations of uh, our own uh, freedoms and life and uh, our own schedules that uh, there's an intrusion into our life that causes us to wake up. And this is what happened in Mary's life. I just want to show you this. And... Um, then we're going to have Pastor Zach come on up and uh, share. <laughs> Thus said the Lord, who formed you, O Jacob, and he who created you. O oh, Israel, fear not. Uh, 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 uh. 
It's a heavy scene, yeah? We see the, the source and the start of, of all of her, her decision-making after the fact. After the, that incident, you, she had her life kind of just flipped upside down, and she made bad decision after bad decision after bad decision after that. How many of you have ever felt like that before? Yeah? Like sometimes there's a, there's a point in our lives where something happens. Something goes on in our lives. And then we, we make a decision. It's just one decision. And then it leads us to make another. And then another. And another. And sometimes we find ourselves kind of spiraling out of control at times. Until we're confronted with it. Amen? And, we're re- and then we realize, like, what have I been doing? There, there, there has to be something better. There has to be something different. And we're faced with a choice at that point. A choice where we are either going to continue to do what we've been doing or if we're going to change. and We're going to do something different. One of the biggest truths that I've ever learned in my entire life even to this, to this day, because it still rings true and it still hits me hard every single time, is the truth that God loves me no matter what. That God loves me no matter what. No matter what I do, say, act like, think like, he loves me. And the same is true for you. That truth has transformed my life It has transformed me from somebody who just strives, strives to be just good enough, strives to to be the the person that I, I know I can be or I know that how God wants me to be. And it took me from striving to just abiding in him, to knowing that he loves me, to knowing that, that I'm cared for, that I'm loved. And then I watched him Bring me from striving to just living. And he took me step after step after step, and he changed me. So good. God loves us despite all of our flaws. And we saw how how this woman in that scene called Lilith has been tormented, Prior to that scene, Nicodemus tried, came in and tried to, to uh, expel the demons that were inside of her, that were tormenting her. When they interviewed people within the market that, that knew her, they'd say that she's the sweetest thing. And then all of a sudden, then boom, she's completely different. And they, she has these fits, as they would say. And then she would be fine again. They would just leave her alone. All the while, she is suffering, suffering and suffering and suffering. And she's being confronted when she's in her right state of mind and she's not being tormented. She's being confronted with all of the things that she has done in that state. 
She's confronted with the, the decisions that she's made. The things. And she knows that that's not what God wants for her. Or how she should be. Amen? She knows that. And so she struggles with this. Because when we're confronted with our sin, we have that choice. We have a choice. Are we going to run to God? Are we going to go to Him? Or do we run away? Do we look to our own devices, our own strength, or maybe somebody else's strength? That's not God. But we have a choice when we're confronted with our sin. And we're going to see in this next clip how Lilith decides that too much is too much. Enough is enough. And she seeks to run and to end her life. But God intervenes. Let's watch this last clip. I've been on the edge before. That it hit, this scene hit me hard because that was me. I was ready to give it up. I was ready to throw it all away. I was saying too much is too much. Enough is enough. That was me. And that dove that, that led her away, for some reason, gave her hope or at least the strength not to do it, to not go through with it. And for me, that, that, was, that was a friend when I got into commitment of schools and she invited me to church and that's where I met Jesus. I met him and he saved my life. He saved me, he gave me purpose, he gave me meaning, he gave me a reason to live. And we see in this, next, in this next video clip how this whole, this whole episode, she's been known as Lilith or Lily. And then Jesus comes in and he sees her for who she truly is, Mary, and he calls her by her real name. And he delivers her. Let's watch this last clip. 
So did it work? I'm sorry, did it? Elias. We should talk, huh? Leave me alone. Oh, what, huh? It's going to scratch me, too. Come on. Not now. So see. Not now. She smells anyway. I don't know what else I can do to help you. Give me that. Lots of it. That's not going to solve your problems. It's meant to distract from no them. No more preaching. Just give it to me. Lilith, please listen to what I'm says the Lord who created you and he who formed you. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You Every single one of us need an encounter with Jesus Christ just like that. I don't know where you stand in your life with the Lord, but I remember searching, looking, uh, realizing that I'm not what God wants me to be, and I need to find God. 
And when, when I was 15 years of age, gave my life to the Lord and my whole life changed. Mary had an encounter with Jesus that changed her life. And it's written in the scriptures, it has changed all of history. And it needs to happen in each one of you. And there, there might be some of you that have never made a commitment to Jesus Christ, and you need to make that commitment. It'll be a great transformation that takes place, and nobody can do it for you. You can't do it by yourself. You can't be smart enough, gifted enough, rich enough, talented enough to be able to do that. It's the power of God. We were in our um, small group right after first service, and my wife Susan was talking about how she came to church for the first time, listened to all the sermons, Bible studies, and it didn't make sense. Nothing made sense. It took her two years before something happened on the inside. Something has to happen to every single one of us on the inside that makes us different. I realized at 15, when I opened my heart, received Christ, my whole life changed. That needs to happen. There, there's a lot of things in life that we can't do by ourselves. Every person you meet knows something you don't. We have to learn from them. Parents love us with an unconditional love, but there's a love that's greater than our parents' love for us, and it's a love that Jesus Christ loves us with, and it'll transform and change us and make us different. I remember opening my heart to, to the Lord, and my whole life was changed. <laughs> if what has, what has happened to me over the decades, where I am today, looking at my life, my future, my family, our kids, our church, our influence on this island, is all because of a decision that I made. And if you've never made that decision, you need to. You need to open your heart, receive Jesus into your life. <clears throat> this is the scripture that made a real big difference. Can we have the worship team come on up? This is a scripture that made such a big difference. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. How can, how can uh, a caterpillar turn into a butterfly? It's a powerful metamorphosis experience that only God can bring about. You, know, the you can't do that by yourself. A caterpillar can't do that by itself. It only happens because of a supernatural work that God's done. And all things will pass away all things will become new. That's when we first make a decision for Jesus Christ. If you've never made that decision, I'd really encourage you, make that decision. After you've made the decision, you're walking with the Lord, there's all kinds of challenges that we'll face. We, we grow in our understanding of the Lord. And this is Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That word transform is a word metamorphosis. It means being changed. And so every single day, there's something that's happening that's making us better than what we were last yesterday. It's, all, it's taking place in every single one of our lives. And I just want to encourage you as a believer in the Lord, whatever you're facing, whatever difficulty, whatever challenge, uh, whatever the, the obstacle that you're facing, lots of times we just come to the point where we think, well, I can handle it myself. I don't need the Lord. And you can be a Christian that loves Jesus and have that kind of an attitude. And not until we get to rock bottom and we realize, I can't do this. I, I need God. Lord, please help me. When we reach out to the Lord, God gives us the wisdom, the power, all that we need in our lives. 
Can we pray together? If there's some of you that have never made a commitment, you've not asked Jesus into your heart, can I just challenge you to do that? It'll change your life if you do it with sincerity and the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart. Just open your heart and say, Jesus, come in. I need you. I can't live my life on my own. I don't want to live my life on my own. I want your help. I want your power. I want your spirit. I want your wisdom. I want your grace in my life. Open your heart. Say, Jesus, come in. Forgive me of my sins. Give me the power to live, and I, I'll live for you. If you've already done that, and you're facing, you're facing a struggle in your life, you're facing a difficulty in your life, you're wondering what's the next step for your life, you need the Lord. Father, this morning, I just pray for every person in this place those who need to know you and receive you work in their hearts help them to make that take that step to make that decision for those that already know you that are facing challenges and obstacles and they've tried on their own just to make things better help them to realize that you are there always you have wisdom you have insights you have power. You've, you've got grace to change. So we open our hearts and ask you to work in every single one of our lives that as you changed lives, thousands, millions of lives throughout the century, you can do that in every single one of our lives this morning. We give you thanks for that in Jesus' name. Why don't we stand as we sing our final number this morning? Can you just all raise your hands before the Lord? Let me bless you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance and give you his peace now and forevermore. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Awesome. If you guys um, are in a small group or want to jump in a small group, we're having a mixed group right in the back right now. Um, if you're not in a group, there's a list of them in your bulletins. But also just to watch the, the series, you can pick up one of these booklets in the back. And there's three different ways that you can watch the, the season. Um, and you shouldn't have to pay anything. So feel free to grab one of these on your way out. And if you want to jump, it, jump into our group right after church in the overflow. So God bless. Have a great week.